This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week's podcast is brought to you by BHP. Copper is a big deal in the energy transition because it's used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. When it comes to producing copper responsibly, it's happening now at BHP. Good morning, I'm Alice Dempster. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Tuesday the 6th of December. In your squiz today, readying for a rate rise, the big political party's problem, some Swifties strike back, and some Danish royals ditch Europe. This is your squiz today. It's not the kind of Christmas news anyone with a mortgage wants to hear, Claire, but the Reserve Bank board meets today to discuss whether it'll raise interest rates again, and economists are tipping we'll see a jump of 25 basis points. I can't get my head around basis points, Alice, so (laughs) if you're like me, what it means is 0.25% or a quarter of a percent, Uh, and if that happens, it'll take the Australian cash rate uh, to 3.1%. That's still short of the 3.6% that some experts are saying that we need to get to to really start curbing inflation. Uh, And as for when that might peak, there's a debate between economists about whether we'll see that in early 2023 uh, or whether the Reserve Bank will actually hit the pause button for a while. Uh, But as for the rate rise, if that goes ahead today, uh, it'll be the eighth month in a row that we've seen an increase. Yeah, and it's probably worth mentioning that the Reserve Bank is raising rates in an effort to bring inflation down. And last week, there was a small glimmer of hope that inflation might be easing slightly. Reports were released that said October's inflation rate sat at 6.9%. Yeah, and that's significant because in September, it was 7.3%. Mm. And there were expectations that we were heading towards 8 and 9%. Uh, but of course, it's just one month. Uh, and that dropped has really started to fuel some speculation that maybe inflation is beginning to slow. And if that is the case, it could see the Reserve Bank just pump the brakes on interest rate hikes. But uh, when inflation slows, it means that demand is dropping. And essentially, it means that we all need to be spending less in the economy. Uh, And despite that recent dip in the annual inflation number, uh, the Retailers Association is forecasting a record $66 billion will be spent in the lead up to Christmas in total. So maybe spending isn't coming off quite yet. Yeah, but these are all just forecasts for now. And there will be a lot of policymakers' eyes on what we do over Christmas. And as for today, the interest rate decision will be announced at 2.30pm Eastern Daylight Time. So keep an eye out for that. Claire, researchers from the Australian National University have released the Australian Election Study and it breaks down exactly why we voted the way we voted in the 2022 federal election, including what led to Scott Morrison's government being kicked out and the Albanese government being voted in. Oh, look, it's all brought it back to me, Alice. I love an election, (laughs) as you know, so it really was a good read. Um, The study goes into really, really deep kind of detail. Uh, They've really dug in 
into the minds of 2,508 voters from across the country and it's uncovered a really major issue for the major parties. Uh, What they have found is that they can no longer rely on their traditional base for support. Uh, What happened in the 2022 federal election is that one in three voters supported a minor party or an independent candidate uh, ahead of the coalition party, so the Liberals and the Nationals and Labor, uh, and that's the highest rate since the 1930s. But what the researchers say is that it's unlikely to be an anomaly. And the authors also reckon many under 40s won't go back to the major parties anytime soon. They also say the Liberals will fare worse than Labor because voters' attitudes are moving to the left while the Libs' policies remain tethered to the centre-right. And if politics is your thing, the report's authors have written about it a lot more, so I'll pop a link to it in your episode notes today. It's been a month since the US midterm elections, Claire, but you might remember that in the state of Georgia, neither Senate candidate secured a majority on election day. So they're heading back to the polls late tonight, our time for the runoff race. And the polling suggests that the incumbent Democrat, Raphael Warnock, has a narrow lead over the Republican challenger. His name is Herschel Walker. He's been in the media quite a bit because he's a bit of a controversial candidate. Uh, In a remarkable result, the Democrats retained control of the Senate in those midterm elections, but they really want to win this in Georgia to shore up their majority. Uh, But as that state gets ready to vote again, former President Donald Trump is back in the headlines. He's called for the US Constitution to be, and this is the quote, terminated. Uh, He says that's over his claims uh, that the 2020 presidential election was a massive fraud uh, and that the win was stolen from him. That's seen many people on his side of politics and also many of his critics claim that he's not fit to have another opportunity to be president because, of course, the US Constitution is such a central part of that nation's identity. Mm. And there's also still lots of criticism circulating for Trump's associations with far-right figureheads like muso entrepreneur Kanye West. And that's infuriated Israeli PM Benjamin Netanyahu. He says the former president must condemn anti-Semitism. So the Trump show really does go on. It sure does. Still in the US, but a slight change of pace, Claire. Taylor Swift's fans, or Swifties as they're known, they're known to be a passionate bunch. And now 26 of them have filed a lawsuit against concert ticket distributor Ticketmaster, which crashed last month during Swift's concert pre-sale. Yeah, so the website crashed under the weight of 3.5 billion system requests when those pre-sale tickets became available for Swift's first tour uh, in the US in five years. Ticketmaster has copped a lot of criticism about that incident and it says that the crash was partly down to its system to deter bots and also to deter scalpers, Uh, but many tickets have actually landed on those resale sites. Uh, Some of them have been listed for up to $33,500 each. So as you say, there's a group of Swifties who have accused Ticketmaster's parent company Live Nation of fraud, price fixing, and also antitrust violations. Yeah, and Live Nation's copped flack for its monopoly over the ticket market in the US since it merged with Ticketmaster back in 2010. And regulators were already looking into it even before the whole Swift debacle. 
The group's lawyer, Jennifer Kinder, seems to really know her clients, though. She says the company this time has messed with the wrong fan base. (laughs) They're pretty passionate. (laughs) A message now from our podcast partner, BHP. The steel made from iron ore plays an important role in providing the production of our energy infrastructure, from wind turbines to power poles. So cutting carbon emissions in iron ore production is key. It's why BHP has committed to a solar and battery agreement to help power its port facilities at Port Headland. It's happening now at BHP. We've been talking a bit about the British royals as of late, Claire. So to change things up, we've got one on the Danish royal family today. Prince Joachim, who's the brother-in-law of Aussie-born Crown Princess Mary, is following in some other royal footsteps and moving his entire family to the US. Yep, he's off. And it's really following a row over titles that continues, it seems, to cause a real rift in that palace. Uh, He's set to relocate to Washington, D.C. with his family. He's accepted a new role in the defence industry. And it also comes after he publicly criticised his mother, uh, Queen Margaretha. Uh, She really is quite an icon in that country. And he's done that because his children have been stripped of their royal titles and he claims that the family has been mistreated. Yeah, and he's not the only one who's about to hop on a plane. Princess Mary and her husband, Crown Prince Frederick, and their four children will all spend Christmas in Tassie this year. It'll be their first family trip to Mary's homeland in five years. Squeeze the day, Claire. It's St Nicholas Day today. He's a gift giver from way back. Yep, jolly old St Nick. Uh, He, of course, is who Santa Claus is based on. Uh, He was an early Christian bishop of Greek descent and today is his feast day. Uh, He's also the patron saint, I did in my research, Alice, of unmarried people, so I'm totally on board with St Nick. (laughs) Yeah, so am I. (laughs) And Claire, you say Santa was based on St Nick, but we all know Santa is real. So you better be careful if you want a visit on Christmas Eve. Oh, oh, look, I'm always good, so I've got no concerns about a trip from Santa. I'm going to see him definitely on Christmas Eve. (laughs) That's it for us today. Thank you for listening. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Hello, it's Bryce here from Squiz Kids. Kids and fiscal policy go together like peaches and cream, which is why we're excited to present a special Squiz Kids Q&A this week with Federal Treasurer Jim Chalmers. It's the podcast where the kids of Australia get to ask the questions. Tune in to Squiz Kids today to find out how the notorious B.I.G. has helped shape next week's budget, why the Treasurer considers himself more of a three-pointer than a slam dunker, and why his toenails will be painted with glitter nail polish next Tuesday when he stands in Parliament to hand down the budget. Plus, there's a cheeky question in there about his leadership ambition. All part of our mission to engage kids in the wider news agenda. Check it out in the Squiz Kids podcast feed or via squizkids.com.au.